0: just my everyday life, unless, my, unless I'd work through my programming, it's so easy for, for me to take a step back and say, well, I'll just stay in bed. Does that make sense?
1: Look, I'm going to say two things. One, to your extent, and one, to answer to the person who's maybe still questioning why I don't write the book or why I don't get up. Yeah, yeah. And we talked about this, you and I, in a conversation recently that we had a couple of weeks ago. When you are not doing what you say you want to do, it's because you, so you have already bought into that. The reward you're going to get out of that goal is not worth it. Mm, mm. And that's why you don't even engage in it. Mm. Let's say you say, I'm going to write a book. But then maybe you down deep down and say, well, but if I don't get anything out of the book, if people mm-hmm. don't buy it, you have already given yourselves an out because you don't believe that the benefit or the reward of the outcome of that goal is good enough, so that's why you don't engage in it.
0: Yes. You have
1: lost faith in the reward. So you have to look at a different reward, maybe not change your goal. You just got to look at a different benefit that's really going to reignite you so you could really go towards that goal. That's something that I wanted to give to your listeners. Now, coming back to what you just said, I'm avoiding, by some way, shape, or form, putting terms into what I'm doing. Mm. I'm, I'm not saying that I have these new habits. This is just part of my day. Mm. This is my day. I write every day. I read every day. I walk every day. I exercise every day. It's just part of my day. I'm not calling it habits. I. It, it is a habit. It is something that I'm doing on a daily basis, but I'm not calling it habit. It's like, Let's say tomorrow I have a day, so I already know that once I get off of an appointment, I have a one o'clock, I already have my shorts on, my shirt on, the one my exercise. The minute that's out, I tell my wife, I'm out the door, I'm going to go walk. Got it. That's like, uh, it's not the same time every day. It's the soon as I see, this is the time that I'm going to go walk. If it's raining, I'm going to walk anyway. I'll walk, I live on an 18th floor. I'll walk up and down 18 staircases. I don't care, but I'm going to walk the equivalent of seven kilometers every day.
0: Yeah, I I had that. I just want to share. I had that uh, about two weeks ago. It was raining here and I was walking up and down the street undercover and I have a barista that I get coffees on. I must have passed that barista six times. And when I went back in, he said, what the hell are you doing? I said, hey, dude, I'm going to get my four to five K's in every morning and it's crapping down rain. Like I have to stay undercover, right? It's a wonderful feeling when you give yourself that commitment and you do it. It's such a great feeling. I'm sorry for cutting you off. I just wanted to share.
1: No, 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 not at all. Because, it, you know, right now I'm not calling them habits. I'm just calling it. This is part of my day and yeah. my day not complete without that the yep. only day that i don't walk, and that's not all the time is on sundays mm. I, you know sundays it's a, like a rest day i'll read and i'll write I, I don't blog now on the weekends i only blog monday through fridays saturdays i have a, a live show that i do it's called sabbatical saturdays and sundays i send a private blog to my to my database yeah which is a private that i don't publish it but i'm doing something every day but you know, the only day that sometimes I don't walk is a Sunday, and and that is if if that day I said okay, I'm going to take it as a rest day. But beyond that, it's like this is part of my day. You know, my day cannot go can be completed without that. I
0: love that. I love that. Um, it's like the uh, diet versus lifestyle. If you if you if you have a diet that ends at some point. But if it is the way you live your life then it's not really a diet and it's a lot easier to keep going with that. I love that. Um, and okay. I have been talking
1: about also that prosperity shows up in a lot of different ways.
0: yeah it does and,
1: and, you know prosperity a lot has to do with also your well-being, your wellness. So you know really focusing on wellness not only because of the pandemic just because you want to make it a priority. So again, it's to me it's like okay, this is really time. You know, what, one of my biggest excuses that I had before all this was I need continuity to keep my habits. So I was traveling all along that, you know, I would get out of rhythm sooner or later because I was traveling all the time. Yes. So, so now I have time to have continuity. And once I have continuity for a long period of time, it's not a question of continuity. It's, it's about discipline. Yeah. So, continuity is what I would say is the credit. It anticipates discipline.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Having I mean, continuity.
0: Yes, I like that. What, um, I suppose one more question I wanted to ask you. And, and I, firstly, I hope everybody's been taking notes because I have. Um, there's a lot of gold nuggets that Jorge has dropped in. So, if you're listening to this and you haven't taken notes, please go back and re-listen and, and really notice the way that Jorge has linked the flow of life, the spirituality aspects of life, the meditation, the affirmations with actually getting real productive work done. Um, Jorge, you've seen a lot of clients over a long period of time. Like you've been in the coaching business in one form or another for decades now. Um, Let me ask you this question as as we're closing off. Um, What do you see as a prevalent theme Um, that is stopping people from achieving what they want now. Because obviously we're in a different world now than we were pre-COVID. And, and, you know, five years from now, when we look back upon this and um, we are living in a post-COVID world, there's going to be a lot of books about how people dealt with it and so forth. But if you're looking at your experience what do you see right now is a prevalent theme about what is stopping people from achieving their goals? And what advice would you have for, for people that are experiencing that?
1: That's that's a great question because it could be answered at many layers in many ways. Like, l- l- let me let me use first us as an example. Let's sure. say coaches, therapists, healers, independent workers. I'd say that one of the biggest fears a lot of people have to do is it's not the same thing offering my service, than creating content that starts connecting with people where my business could be scalable and I could be a creator, not only of content, but of products and services where I'm not needed. So I think that fear is prevalent in a lot of people because I've been a lot around a, a lot of coaches. I coach coaches. And I coach a lot of trainers and facilitators and people still want to be like in the salesmanship. I'm selling my services. Who's hiring me, who buys my session, who buys my training versus how do I want to become a force of good, a force of, of, of creating and adding value Mm. using this medium where it could be scalable and it doesn't depend on me. So that really is like, it's, it's getting detached from a belief where I want to be needed and I want to be useful, but it has to be in a certain way. Yes. So I, that has stopped a lot of people of going up in that next step because becoming a content creator is not simple. It's not easy. You know, I, 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 I love to write, but I can't say, you know, I, my commitment is every day is writing something that adds values or solves a problem. Mm. Do I do it? I don't know. I, I know that a lot of people come back and say this was useful. But at some point, I got to let go of it. I just got to commit to what I'm going to write and let it go once I hit press and print or, or, or ship, as Seth Godin would say, I got to ship it out. Mm. Now, what is the most prevalent thing that our people are doing right now? I think people are intimidated by what is valuable and what is popular. Okay. And people, people are, are thinking that what they have to do has to be popular and they're undervaluating what could be something very original, very useful, and very valuable because they're confusing popularity versus value. I think that's one thing that a lot of people are, are afraid of and they're undermining their values, their ideas uh, or the value they could add to people, I think that's one. Yeah. Number two, I think it's transferability. How can I transfer my skills and what I do on a on a, a live, uh, you know, live, pre, you know, being present with the person physically to an online domain where I could trust that I could connect with people and have an impact with people regardless of where they are. Mm-hmm. So I think that another one is people are stuck with they're attached to the lack of not being able to transfer their skills from a live audience setup through a virtual setup, that's number two. And I would say number three, I'm not gonna say, I'd say there's a group, there's a set of people, I'd say somewhere between 35, maybe 60, that age group, where people are seeing that they should be rewarded for what they've done. They should have a a level of, they should feel the reward for the level of or the time they've committed to a certain practice, profession, education, or experience. And now that the world is changing, they are not feeling appreciated. And there's a sense, I'm not gonna say resentfulness, there's a sense of disappointment besides fear combined with maybe resentment that why should i go there why should i have to prove myself again and that then becomes a level of resistance what stephen pressfield would call the resistance yeah so people are like i'm not going to say that they're resistant to technology because 99% of the people have have a cell phone so they're not totally resistant to technology but it's about being willing to start all over again. It's like what I told you a while ago, I've been a coach for 25 years, but to me, I've only been an online coach or an online consultant for two. So I gotta let go of the 23 years that I have of life, not in terms of experience when I'm with someone, but in terms of creating an online presence, it's like, I'm, I'm a baby. I can't, I can't think that I've been in this business for 25 years. Why? I haven't developed a brand. I'm developing it now, an online presence brand. I haven't created the the number of products that could really sustain could sustain a brand because a lot of the work I did was press, you know, was was live. So now I have to start. I got to start again, creating attention, creating credibility, and establishing a level of trust that people are going to want to buy what I have to offer.
0: Yeah, yeah. Again, and and, and I think it's it's very refreshing. Um, to hear someone who's experience, as experienced as you to be able to humbly say that. Um, and at the same time, your level of experience that is pre-online um, is is huge. Um, and your ability to help people is very wide and large. So um, having the online brand is is almost just another form where you've had to transition your business and your approach. And just like all businesses, we have to pivot when the market, you know, says we have to. So I think that's what you're doing there, which is which is really really powerful. Um, I want to thank you for that, Jorge, because that was really really insightful. Um, okay, last I suppose last main question is: um, What books would you recommend people read for their personal growth, their personal development? Um, what what are your favorite, you know, two or three books for them to to pick up?